The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McCray, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Let's ride. <laughs> it is Thursday. We're getting closer and closer <laughs> and closer. <laughs> Cowboys, Washington Sunday, and Jerry World. You're the players out spiking by Tostitos Perry Church. Yeah, all dressed up. Is that, is that monogram right there? Yeah, see, that's what we thought too, man. I asked why didn't we get if you're gonna do your own shirts, at least give us some of them. We'll tuck my and then we found out it's Burberry, which is not Shad Khan gives you the bag, that's what you get. Man. Man. That's that's crazy. So Heckma Harris. <laughs> what it do? Danny McCray, I'm Cue <laughs> <laughs> the music, please. Yes. I, so I, I was down in the locker room, down in the locker room listening to Zeke. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, man, I forgot to bring something. So I ran out to my car, outside, ran back in. What you, what you got there, man? What you got? Big up, brother. Um, let me get that. Oh, um, he did say um. he was going to hook him up. So, <laughs> not the guy that worked for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, remember you yeah. said something about you had a two X of the white. He did. Say that. He did say that. Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah. I said I went down to CR, man, and see. they said they had a two X. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't up, say that. Words changing so, up. You know, not, not from the man who worked for the Cowboys. Not from the man who got the bag. His wife worked for the Cowboys. She worked. As a matter of fact, her desk right next to mine. Nikki. Look at that. Nikki. Look at that. That's a Chris Polo too. Him need a new shirt. Mm. And he got. Let me ask you, you a question. Though. He got the gear on, anyways. Yeah, I do. You got more cowboys gear than I got. Let me ask you a question. Um, how long you been having this? Uh oh. Oh, because it's Adidas. I don't know, man. I got to connect. I got to connect. <laughs> no, this man, this man, this man that brought you a gift. No, no, I, I just, I just see it. I'm like, wait a minute, hey man, I listen. Thank you. No, no, don't you take it like that. Don't you take it. like It ain't too many more ways to take it. Hey, hey, Playboy, how long you had this? Uh, I ain't bringing you nothing, okay? Because you gonna talk about my gift when I bring it to you? It's not, it's not like that. Because I. I got some Adidas joints. I just know how long you know. That boy looked at that. I ain't gonna say, man, look at the tag. You don't believe it's 2X? Why are you looking at the tag? No, I'm, I do. I can clearly see that. I'm you just saying, like, why? You want a Nike one? You want a Nike Church. one? No, when, no, no. Have I, 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 no, have we ever got each other so you, the first thing you do, look at the tag? Nah, you know that, that, hey, no, no, I said, man, thank you for the. Sh- no, that ain't quite what I what I asked for. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have this joint on tomorrow. He talked crazy. No, there we go. I'm there we go. On tomorrow, man. Cowboy locker room man is of his open. word. Is Thank you, open. man. Ask for a gift receipt. We're gonna re-gift it. <laughs> it's brand new, baby. Right? You got the you got the gift receipt for this. Hey, hey man, you want that shirt yet? You go all of a sudden wear the shirt on Friday when Newy not here. I'm not lying for you. I'm telling you, you have it on. I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> no, next Friday. No, oh, stop, man. Man. I mean like that news, Ezekiel man. Elliott just spoke to the Cowboy like locker room. Like okay. He's a happy man. He appreciates where the run game is. He likes where it's going. So I Zeke bet he thinks, do. And, and earlier today, the Mike McCarthy press conference, he spoke about wanting to keep Ezekiel Elliott fresh for down the stretch. So they'd like to keep it going where you're getting to see Tony Pollard and Zeke getting, you know, preferably, you know, that, that 15 touches a piece. And Mike was like, I don't care how we get it to him, when we throw it, run it. But, you know, these guys need to have the football in their hands. So 
Got a happy football player right there, and I think that's important. Also, he's talking about, I care about winning. And I don't think Ezekiel Elliott gets enough credit for people for the way he goes about his business in terms of, hey, I want us to win. And that, to me, says something about the kind of character of a man he is in this locker room. Yeah, that's the type of guy you want in your foxhole, for sure. I mean, uh, we've never really heard Zeke complain about anything. When you talk about last year, him being that left tackle or fullback when he was basically blocking the whole time. I swear to God, I was just like, B, you need to go back outside. No, bro. but he was literally out there blocking yes. for these guys you yes. know, the entire time, not really getting the touches he needed, and he never complained about it. You know, the most we heard about him complaining was, what was that, two weeks ago when he said, you know, I think we should run the ball more. And that wasn't even an outlandish uh, complaint that of his that he has. So, to me, he's always been a great teammate and always wants to put winning before his own success. Um, me, personally, I would love to see him get a little bit more carries. I mean, I understand they're trying to, you know, hold him, keep him fresh and all that good stuff, but I think he's only – Clips what thirteen carries maybe once this season so far. I mean, it's only early, it's an early season, but week. yeah. But I'm thinking, get him in between that twenty to twenty five low carries. I mean, if the guy can carry the load like that, and I think he's built for that type of load, then I would love to see him giving the ball a little bit more. But hey, I mean, he's a hell of a teammate out there, and he's putting winning before his own uh, personal game. Now, I mean, that's the, that's been the evaluation as well for me uh, of Zeke. Forty carries so far, 179 yards and a touchdown. That's preserving a guy when you go back to his years with Jason Garrett, where he was carrying the rock way more mm. than that. And you know, we've all been clamoring for this TP and Zeke uh, connection, and now we finally got it. And we should just really be happy with what we got going on right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back to last year, it seemed like right after the Jacksonville, not the Jacksonville, the Carolina game where he had the PCL injury, production went downhill. And we know how everyone just kind of dogged him out, saying that his explosion was gone. And and before that, you saw him preseason, man, he was running in between trash cans and <laughs> making all the noise and doing all that. And you, you want to see Zeke have the kind of – maybe he'll never return to 2016, Zeke, but at least – have be in when we get to later in the season where we can ride out those games, 30 carries, 25 carries, and he has, you know, 120 yards, two tuts, you know, or at least be able to rely on him in the playoffs. Last year, his legs were gone. Yeah. And we didn't have any plays where we kind of had Pollard in the mix. This year, I think Kellen is doing a really good job of incorporating both of them. And I like this new approach. And if this is for longevity for Zeke in this season, man, I'm – I'm rubber stamping my vote, boy. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that about preserving Zeke. I, I don't want to hit Zeke is a running back. Zeke, has, he, he was signed here because he was able to carry that load back in 2016, 2015. When he was of 2017, <coughs> when, he, when he first got here, the load that you put on him was the same load you put on a guy like DeMarco Murray. And right. that is why you were successful. And that's why you paid the guy. All right? So – I, to me, it sounds too much like splitting carries. I don't. <laughs> I want twenty on Zeke, and then Pollard gets the rest. I want Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt type of type of split. That's what I want to see because I believe that the more you let Zeke eat, the more he gets into his rhythm, the better Zeke you'll see. And. I'm not of one to believe that his production dropped off last year because of his knee or 
or anything else other than Kellen Moore wasn't calling the run plays like he's been calling for the last two games. This is the first time where I've seen consecutive games where Kellen Moore, as a play caller, has stuck to the run game and then built the rest of the offense around that. This is the first time I've seen it, and this is why his production is going to continue to go up if they allow it to. Now, if we revert back to what we were before this, then we'll be talking the same stuff that yeah. we were talking last season after the San, uh, the San, uh, uh, L.A. Chargers game. Yep. We're like, oh, we're running through everybody, and all of a sudden we back to where, where we were in the Tampa game. So I want Zeke to get more. Zeke don't have to get pissed off, all right? He don't have to uh, yell at the media, mm-hmm. go tell Kellen Moore, none of that, because I'm going to do it for him. <laughs> Give Zeke the ball more, bro. Give him the ball more. Yeah, the offensive does. line likes it. The fans like it. And Zeke not going to tell you, but he's sitting there watching other guys who he believes that he's better than, saying, if I got that uh, amount of carries, then my numbers would be that much. Because doesn't he want to rush for 10,000 uh, yards? Isn't that a goal of his? Uh, he, so he has that goal, and he wants to be a team player. Help him out. So you mentioned it. Handy dandy notes. Zeke is 17th in rushing, 40 attempts, 178 yards, one touchdown, averaging 4.45 yards carry. So I went and looked. Okay, look at the other running backs. Um, right now, uh, Nick Chubb is leading the league in yards from scrimmage. How many carries uh, does he have? 62. 62 and four touchdowns. Mm. Uh, Saquon yeah. Barkley's got 53 carries. Um, he's second in the league in rushing. Cordero Patterson of Atlanta, 49 carries, 302 yards. And Jonathan Taylor of Washington has 61 carries for 286 yards, averaging 4.69. Christian McCaffrey has 50 carries, 243 yards. Uh, Khalil Herbert, 33 carries for the Bears, 240 yards, averaging 7.2 yards. He's toting that thing. He's toting <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. Montgomery's uh, suffering. Yeah, <laughs> DeAndre Swift of uh, Detroit. You know, they want to run the football. They've got a good offense up there right now. Oh, uh, they, got, they got two-headed monster, too. Him yeah. and uh, Williams? Yes, 27 carries, 231 yards. James Robinson coming back from that injury last year. 51 carries for Jacksonville, 230 yards. Then you got Leonard Fournette, 57 attempts for 227 yards, averaging 3.98 a carry. So you just look at those runners right there. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott not getting the attempts that they, those other guys are getting. I was surprised about Patterson, but Atlanta, 49 games. Why? Man, Did you see him last se- last season? The dude came alive as a running back, <laughs> like a guy who you looking at. Hey man, who should I draft in my fantasy football league at running back? And Cordero Patterson was one of those guys because one, he was a touchdown machine. They just kept putting him in on the goal line, and he was scoring all the touchdowns. But he runs like a true running back. He just wears, you know, a receiver number. Which but... looks so trash in the backfield. <laughs> but that's another question. No, but <laughs> no. Listen, Cordero Patterson. If you seen him last year and how they used him, it was like a He's physical. It was. Debo Samuel, but more of a straight out of the out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I, I picked him up in my league, and, and I just plug him in there. I'm just surprised. Okay, look, man, it's one of the few picks I made. I took Dave <laughs> Montgomery too. He's trash. Oh, man. But Kill D Mac, how can a guy? Yeah, go ahead. Man. No, you good? Oh, yeah. uh, how can a guy like Zeke, who is averaging 300 carries a year, his first four years in the league? Continue that pace. You get to this point in your career, you want for. I mean, and and I'm I'm kind of singing Mike McCarthy's praises on the way that he's approaching it because if his approach is later in the year, when we get to November, December, that's when you're going to start seeing Zeke really pound on these defenses. Okay, come on, man. So you telling me that they're going to go through all the year of getting 60-40? 
and then all of a sudden Tony Pollard's still balling, they're going to snatch carries away from him so then they can just ride Zeke for the rest of the season? I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's a nice excuse now until you get to the, to the end of the season and it doesn't change, and then you say, well, what happened to saving Zeke so we can ride him through, through the end of the year? But there are obvious things that we already know about what Zeke's, Zeke presents that Tony Pollard doesn't. Uh, present these short yardage situations. Like, yeah, he has the burst. You can get him out, of, attack the edges. But Zeke does the the tackle, the tackle running. And I'm not arguing with this. I I think Zeke looks good. I think he's coming out of games looking better than I've seen him look in a lot of years. But I just don't think he's. 322 yards, averaging that uh, through the next part of his career. Man, if you want this guy to continue to be productive for you, you're going to have to monitor that. And it's not a bad idea that Tony Pollard, by the way, is the guy that you have been wanting him to be. He's putting that work in. 105 yards last last game. Man, we can't lose with this. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that I, the, the the reasoning didn't make sense for me. You want to get both them carries. You want to see right more on. Tony Pollard. I don't think the reasoning is because you're trying to rest Zeke. I think the reasoning is because you want to see more Tony Pollard. And we also know the reasoning. When it comes to contract negotiations at the end of the season, <laughs> was going, well, your production here yeah. is going down a little bit from year to year to year. Well, the production, y'all haven't given me the rock. Ah, well, you know, I'm just looking here at the numbers. That's all yeah. I can look at is well, the numbers. YPC is just not adding up, huh? It's just not, it's just not adding up to me right now. So um, we're going to have to, you know, take a, take a look at this and see what we can do. We all know what's going on. Zeke, we all know. Zeke can still get 20 <clears throat> carries a game and roll. It, but they just don't do it. I mean, you go back and right here, you can look at the 20-plus carries – Games he's had in his career. Last year he only had two, and obviously in the the last, you know, you got the Carolina game and the Giant game, and and we know he was injured. But they just you start looking through the years since since he first came in the league under Jason Carrot, the number of twenty attempt games have gone down. That's what they're gonna pull out. (laughs) I've seen it happen hundreds of times. When they go to those meetings, that's exactly they're gonna pull out the numbers. Yeah, man. I mean, sixteen hundred yards this year, man. You, you was on point. You was doing your thing. I feel like that's happened. Fifteen. I, mean, I wasn't good enough for that to happen. It was. It was just. Uh, <laughs> just my friends. You're out the door. You know? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. None, it was none of that. But I'm telling you, they're gonna break it down. They're gonna be like, well, you know, you're just not that that performing that well like you have in the past. Oh, football focus. What that, go back to what happened? Uh, was it uh, Joseph Randall? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> he don't the ball. Joseph Randall and Demarco <laughs> Murray. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yo, Demarco Murray is out here. Killing it, bro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely killing it. It's like, nah, actually, we're not going to pay you that much. And we got a young guy who we believe can also make that type of noise because you've been leaving meat on the bone. And how did that end up? I'm not saying that's going to end up with Tony. That's not what I'm saying. So please don't take it that way. I'm just saying, as far as what Church is saying, that mm-hmm. does happen. It happens. I had zero issues with what how those DeMarco Murray negotiations were. They made him an offer. He didn't like it. Apparently, Jacksonville and Oakland made better offers, but he ended up going to Philadelphia. And I just looked at DeMarco. I thought DeMarco had a great season. He did. NFL office. I had a great season, but I didn't think he was a great running back. And I just would not want to pay. And I thought I feel like that's been an issue for the Cowboys through the years is they pay good players great money, and usually it's hurt you. So I felt they shouldn't have paid him. And I think they ended up on the better end of it. They did, but the negotiation was – how church? <laughs> they gonna look yeah. at the numbers. Your years up to this wasn't that good, and then and, this and he, one was. And, and he was injured. Yeah, and basically yeah, that, every year he been here, he was yeah. injured. Even the last, when he won the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, he hurt his hand. So he will punish you too, though. I he used to come through punishing yes. guys running through head down like this. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they created a whole penalty for the guy, huh? Man. Dude, I here putting his helmet in the middle of people's shoulder pad, breaking their sternum. He'll be here this weekend. 
Oklahoma, huh? Oklahoma's yeah. playing TCU over yeah. Fort Worth. So, 11 a.m. game. After that, Ooh, Kansas I'm State whoop. <laughs> Kansas State whoop. You tell DeMarco to stay at home. Actually, tell him come see you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, man. man, y'all, I mean, I mean, we got a good thing going right now, bro. I know y'all talking. Y'all got experience with the whole come in here and sit down and let me tell you how bad you've been. But I just feel like we, we got a good thing going right now, bro. It's, just, it's, it's love right now. It's just How's being a team player will yeah. bite you in the ass sometimes. Yeah, that's that's a, what do they call it? This is a business yeah, at the sure. end of the like, day. You, you, know? you can be the biggest team player you want to, and at the end of the day, when they sitting down in that room, they ain't talking about you being a team player. They talking about your production. That's, yeah. So that's why guys are going there and say, hey, man, I want the ball. That's why a guy like Amari Cooper says, throw me the ball. Because right he know at the end of the day, <laughs> when they start talking – you, nah, see, you, you seen it. You, <laughs> it happened with a boy. You you know, his production isn't got, where it needs to be. And it gets shipped on up out of here. You're not yep. worth the 20, so we're going to ship you on up out of here. Yeah. Uh, we're paying you too much. Like that, they, It happens all the time. And when they didn't renegotiate him, you knew what, you knew what that yeah. was. Yeah. They, they renegotiated everybody. So, but, but if he's a guy who's making noise throughout the entire season, forcing the quarterback to throw it to him, and then his production is right, they're going to pay him 20. Yeah, yeah. He's but nah, he's a, he's a team guy. He's a quiet guy. He's a quiet leader. And then it went shipped out. Shipped out quick. Being a team guy. Y'all know it was more to it than that, man. Come on. That was a huge part of it. Yeah. That yeah. was a huge part. Your production did not match up with how much we was paying you, and that and that was a huge part of him not being here. Mm-hmm. Showing up at home and not away. That was facts too. No, that was that was, that was facts too. It was a lot of gumbo. It was a lot of gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of gumbo in that. Jerry didn't put a whole bunch, you know, a whole bunch in that gumbo. Why they said goodbye? Uh, let's hit our first break here. When we come back, Michael Gallup playing mm. on Sunday. Let's discuss that. And the Cowboys are starting to get some people healthy. Mike McCarthy's got some decisions to make about the roster, and he, he spoke about that at his press conference today. He got Barry Church, Heckma Harris, and Danny McCray. I'm Louis Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge presented by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. 
Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the Players' Lounge. Are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game? Nominate yourself or a friend to be the Cowboys fan of the year presented by Captain Morgan and win a trip to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Just nominate yourself, nominate a friend at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. You're in the Players' Lounge presented by Tostitos, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, Barry Church, I'm Newey Scruggs. Okay. Okay. Michael Gallup, wide receiver who they decided to pay. Could make his debut against Washington. He said could have played against the Giants, but mentally he was not there. The Chris Godwin situation basically scared him off. Godwin was coming back from an ACL injury, played in the game, uh, game one against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Godwin, they said it was a hamstring issue. Mm. That's what I was going to bring it to one of the players. Mm. When they say it's something, could it be something else? And Gallup was held back by that, so he says he wanted to just make sure he was really ready to go. It's, it's a possibility it could be something else. But, um, you know, I think you get fined or something in that situation if, you, if, you, if you're outright lying about injuries. But as far as Gallup is concerned, man, I, I can understand that, that mental block that you have uh, with coming back. Because uh, when I did my Achilles back in 12, I mean – I, they said I was fully cleared and I was ready to go, and I never felt any pain on it. But it just takes it takes some time to just get mentally prepared. That you know, some some you're gonna have to do reaction drills on it. Like you know, when you're out there training and getting getting yourself back from injury, you already know what steps you're gonna take. All right, I'm about to do this plant on this hip right now. Ugh, all right, cool, that was cool. I'm gonna do another hip. Oh, that was cool. But when you're out on the field, you don't know when you're gonna have to backpedal, break on something. The quarterback looking this way, so you gotta hurry up and move that way. And it's all those reactions things that get you scared that it might pop again. Because mm-hmm. in an injury like that, man, we just saw Sterling Shepard, and I know that probably scared him some more crazy. as well. Because Sterling Shepard was just jogging to a stop. He wasn't even like he was planted hard, and then pop, that thing went going. So to me, I can understand the mental block of it. Um, but I'm sure Britt Brown, and those guys over at the um, over their training staff, over with the Dallas Cowboys, they do a phenomenal job of making sure all the players are 100 percent back before they get going. So I'm sure that he believes in them and his time is ready this week and hopefully he can go out there, I'm sure, on some type of pitch count and um, hopefully go out there and produce for this Cowboys offense. But I definitely understand that uh, mental block going into uh, his first game back from his ACL injury. Yeah, I've always heard uh, from you know people that suffer injuries like that, Achilles, ACL. Okay. The biggest part of it is overcoming the mental aspect mm-hmm. of it. Like, they could be healed for a long time. Uh, RG3 will come back from his injuries and be healed, but then you have to have confidence that that, that new tendon or muscle or whatever is going it. to hold yeah. up. And if you don't, then you're never going to be able to perform uh, mm-hmm. to, your, to, to your best capability because you don't have faith that if I make that same cut that I made last time, then – 
I'm not going to have the same issue. And like you said, he's looking at Odell. He's looking at Sterling Shepard. He's seeing these guys. He's like, what I don't want to do is rush and then have a setback. Yeah, so worse. I, I definitely understand where he's coming from with that. And it's best to play it safe. So, Britt Brown's going to take care of him. Oh, yeah. I have faith in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to be running a lot of go routes. Not <laughs> not much planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's going to get out there and he's and he's going to do his thing. I think he's going to give us another element to stress to stress the ball down the field a little bit and I think that's going that's going to help us especially with play action cuz mm-hmm. play action, run the ball, take shots. <laughs> Listening to Mike McCarthy today, uh Jason Peters could be ready to roll. He played the last game, but you know with some significant, you know, some more ramp. Mm-hmm. Does he start at left guard? Heckman, what would you do? I mean, Hallie looked good. I, I mean, it just talk about pitch count. You know, they had him on a pitch yeah. count. They've been trying to work him back into the fold. And I just believe, man, for all of the fuss that was made about him going down to left guard and the way that uh, Tyler Smith is looking, I think Jason Peters is the should be the guy that you go with there at, at left guard. Um, you know, especially in these NFC East games, you know he knows the Washington Commanders better than anybody. Oh, yeah. He knows their personnel. He knows what they like to do defensively. Uh, and I love the fact that when they – I heard a, um, a Tyler Smith talking about how impactful uh, Peters has been on his career, like a big bro, yeah. you know, somebody that's giving you the ins and outs. And that's valuable when you're next to a guy that you can trust and that's giving you the game like my man B.C. Uh, right here, you, <laughs> oh. know? <laughs> you know, I think all of those things come together. Um, and, 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 again <clears> – <throat> I think it's even more valuable, especially in these NFC East games. If he can stay healthy, we have to stay mindful of the fact that he is 40 years old. And so, you know, playing in that interior, if he could, you know, stay healthy and continue to help our left tackle uh, get the game that he needs to be successful, man, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, And I'm telling you, man, when you, when you go against a guy like that who's that huge, like he's a huge human being. Like it doesn't, It's going to take a lot to move that guy, but especially in the running game, we saw his impact. Even though he had those short, what, 14 or 15 reps, yeah. some of the biggest run, runs came right behind him. Because when you get into that second level, he's so big that you got to pick a side. Like You can't just run through him <laughs> as a defender. You got to pick a side, and usually whatever side you pick that running back's going to hit the other lane with it and we saw that on that big Tony Pollard run so he not only brings great size and ability when you talk about pass protection but running and getting to that second level and forcing defenders to uh, pick a side and make a move I mean he's stupendous at it and like you said the guy's been uh, a great mentor to the young Tyler Smith over there and he's gotten that guy to pick his game up even more yeah listen piggybacking off what y'all said I agree with it all what he also brings is, like you said, that mentorship, but not just to Tyler Smith because I caught a, a clip of the the sounds from the sideline, and in the middle of that circle, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> of the offensive line, it's Jason, it's Peters <clears throat> giving the speech and getting the, uh, getting those guys hyped up. He's been there for how long? Right, so you know that he, coffee, he's man. already commanded the respect of those players, and they and they look at him as a guy who they know who's been been in those trenches. He has been he has a long career. He's a great player, so they should follow him. So not only does he bring the great play and and, and that mentorship to Tyler Smith, yeah. but all of those guys are then following him and listening to him because he's been so successful in the and league. And then um, me and you, I think we was at lunch the other day talking to Nick Eatman, and you talk about mentorship. I don't know if this was the guy that did it, but he's the, he he took C.D. Lamb under his shoulder, you know, right before halftime, and told him, "Hey, man, you know, you're the best receiver we have on this team. 
I need you to go out here in the second half and, and show the world who you really are. And I don't know if that's what you know got him going in the next direction, but we all we saw that that light that light flip switch or that switch flip or whatever it was in the second half, and CeeDee Lamb became you know a totally different receiver. So like I said, not only is the guy doing well on the field, but he's mentoring these young cats and and getting the most out of everybody, man. Power positivity. There it is. Yeah, positive hit. There it is. There you go. All right. So uh, Connor McGovern's working his way back as well. Mike McCarthy said, "Look, you know, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some players be disappointed on Sunday. Um, if we're talking about Peter, so that means McGovern does he get the job back? What, what are we gonna do? Heck, what are we gonna do? Look, it's not a it's not a difficult decision to make. Uh, I think you you are. We we just said about who Peters is. Uh, that that decision has already been made. Um, I think you you have to give it to to Jason Peters. You know his impact that he's having on this team. I mean, and then on down the line, like we were talking about yesterday, what happens when Tyron Smith gets healthy uh, again? So we got, and I look at it as a good problem to have as opposed to the days that we had Ty and Seki as your swing tackle. You know? Stop and, that. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I don't mean to bring up old stuff, but that's where you were. Stop that, stop that. So <laughs> when we get to a point where you have nah, healthy – you have healthy offensive linemen. You have guys that are, are chomping at the bit to compete. Um, and we definitely see what that does on our defense. Yeah. All of those guys over there are competing for those reps. So I think at the offensive linemen, that's not a bad thing, bad problem to have. I'm not going to get on the Tyrus Smith conversation. I'm going to just leave. I'm going to just leave. Man, come on, man. I'm going to just leave. I don't think it's a good problem to have unless Tyrus Smith is going to be your swing tackle. All right. Once you once it's a problem to where you're deciding if he's Whoa. going to be the starter or not, then right. that's Let's I think that's when you got an issue. Let's like we said, Tyron Smith is likely not coming back until December, late December. Mm-hmm. So you already have you assume that you already are going to have a cohesive group of offensive linemen. Right. So to then just throw him into that position when you have a guy who we assume at that point is rolling and ready to go into the playoffs, I think that is not a good problem to have if you are not ready to make the correct decision on a guy like Ty, uh, Tyron Smith. So, former players, who delivers a decision like that? To Tyron Smith? Yes. <laughs> when, when, if, they, if you become a swing, if you become a Danny. swing tackle, Danny. Danny. Hey man, you on the bench? Yeah, he end up here with me. He better start getting ready to go to the booth. That's what, <laughs> if they sit him down here because they don't want to talk. Hey man, I, hey, hey me, I'm not paying you. <laughs> I'm I not mean, paying. Really? Who has that comment? How does that go? Got to be the. It's got to be the, the old line coach, right? It's got to be yeah. Philbin. Yes, him and the head coach. Or I mean, well, or, or he's close enough. With, he's close enough with Jerry at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's close enough with Jerry yeah. at this point where they might need all of them in the room to let them know. Because I, I just, I just can see this happen. I don't think they're gonna touch the left tackle. I think you know Tyler Smith. He's the future. I think they're gonna leave him there. But I, I can see in a situation them them looking at that right tackle spot and saying T still, you know. But he's even even still is playing that's good. What I was, and that's what I, and that's what even he as a, and, and you talk about youth and what he's doing in the running game. I, as much as people dogged him after the first game, you know, <laughs> still <laughs> it is still still, t- still look pretty good. Finger I mean, you you how you. Okay. Man, brought you a shirt. You bought him a shirt. Right? <laughs> it is what it is. Is this the things I did get? I, did I lie about Terrence Steele? No, you didn't lie. Of course you did. Did he have a good game? No, uh, he did. Did Kellen Moore say he needed to get better? 
course. Yeah. Did Mike McCarthy yeah. point it out there? Yeah. No, I'm just okay, saying. Okay, so I, but I'm the, bad, that, I'm the bad guy. After yeah. that. I'm the bad yeah. guy. After that. I'm just saying, you know, after that, I'm just talking about what he's been doing. He's been bombing. We, we know you got to go back in the locker room, bro. It's okay. Well, I, I mean, look, look, hey, I, I'm good. I am more than comfortable <laughs> rolling up in that room. Remember when I was out of training camp? Hey, man, tired. Still looking good mm-hmm. out here. I mean, so I, I, I have called these things correctly the entire way for this young man. So, now, I thought that Collins should should have gotten the job back, but then now I've been told even more information about the hip issues for Collins and one yeah. reason why they, they, they went with Steele, mm-hmm. which I understand it more so. But I'm saying we tell the truth, right? We tell the truth. Can you see them putting Tyron on a pitch count just so he can, you know, feel like he's involved in it? Uh, well, or are you just saying, man, you know, you just, you just, you just a swing tackle. Hey, man, listen, yes. this guy, this guy, this guy got hurt at practice in a non, like, it wasn't even a physical type of drill. He was running on the screen. My fear is always going to continue to be, hey, man, all right, wh- wherever you're going to put him at, left tackle or right tackle. He then has to take somebody's spot, right? Right. Yeah. So now – you are telling somebody who's been starting the entire season that Tyron Smith is going to take their spot, and their mind is, I'm not better than him, I'm not good enough to play. So now you also risk this guy getting in here and getting hurt again, True. right? And then you have to go back to this guy who you just benched, <laughs> and you have to say what? Hey, man, sorry. Now yeah. get back out there. Get, out, get, get back out there and go play. You didn't get the reps during the week. But we want you to get back out there and go play, you know, after we didn't shit it on you. Uh, you know, you started <laughs> on for 17 weeks. What? Se- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, that's how that went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. So, so we're going to take a break <laughs> on the show. I couldn't say, I couldn't uh, say the cuss word I wanted to say. I'm not bad. I'm trying to do uh, our Thursday picks. Got game tonight. Got Thursday picks here. And I asked Ezekiel Elliott, who's the Cowboys' rival? And uh, we'll get your opinions on that uh, with Danny McRae, Heckma Harris, and Barry Church. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is uh, Players Lounge, presented by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right, it's not there. He escapes left, he'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks 
free shipping. But Smoothie King's original Angel Food and New Angel Food Slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic Angel Food or the New Angel Food Slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Limited tickets for the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or go to SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Danny, off the top of your head, you know the most what, – what is the, the most – Valuable ticket or popular ticket that Cowboy fans want right now at AT AT&T Stadium? Mm, Probably Texans. Okay. That that was – anytime the the Cowboys play the Texans, it's always – that little Dallas versus Texas rivalry. So I think you'll see a lot of Houston, Texas fans up there. And I say that because my stepdad just asked me to get four tickets for the Texas game. (laughs) So, So – uh, I, I know that's going to be a, be a big deal once once they once they get here. Okay, so speaking of rivals, it's Dallas week in Washington. Of course it is. Mm. I, I, tw- I sent you the tweet. You know they they got it on there. They got it on their Twitter. Dallas week. Um, Ooh, a lot of them unis look kind of tough though. Oh, they're, all black. They're, they're break. They're break. Yeah. They saved them. They saved <laughs> their black uniforms. They look the new tough. black commando uniform. Fashion for, week for, for <laughs> Dallas week. What do you wear black to? I feel like yeah, they on their way to there. So we're going to skip the film. We're going like straight that. to the repass. <laughs> <laughs> we're going straight to the repass. So mm. I, I asked Ezekiel Elliott, you know, are they a rival? And he gave me an answer, and I said, who is the Cowboys rival? So before I get to Zeke's answer, we'll go around the room. In your mind, who is the Cowboys' biggest rival? Who is it? The Boo Eagles. Yeah, I got to go with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm, I'm Eagles, too. Since I've been here, at least. I'm, I'm Eagles, too. Uh, close second to me was the Giants. Yeah, because early on, the Giants yeah. was tough. When yeah. I first got here, they were well, doing they the Super Bowl Victor Cruz, stuff. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Was, they was real early on. They did Victor, they Victor Cruz, off. Odell, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Eli was there. Like yeah, Brandon was, Jacobs, yeah. big 6'4". Man, I used to hate him. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. So, yeah, I think Philly and then close second is uh, New York. Yeah. Okay. I said, is this a rivalry game? Zeke said, yeah, it's a rival. You know, playing twice a year, it's a rival game. And I said, well, who is the Cowboys rival? He said, whole con- the whole division, everybody in the division. I'm like, really kind of can't do that, can you? Is it just, I mean, can you have one? I mean, don't you? I mean, mm. you got to have one versus, for instance, and I'll just break the college football. You know, Texas has Oklahoma, then they got Texas A&M. Yeah. Is it like that for them? I mean, is that how we call it? Or, or, or is it? Do you just have one rival? How, how do you guys see this? I see it as one rival. 
Okay. I said you can only have. I mean, yeah, I said you can only have one rival out there, and for it to be a rivalry, I think you gotta you gotta go back and forth in some type of fashion. Like if you're just drumming the team each and every week, then it's kind of like how Washington and we are now. Like last time, I don't know when the last time the Washington <laughs> Commanders had beat the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, I think you got It's got to be one team, and uh, to me, that's got to be the Philly. I, I I think it's a new school type of thing. I think the new the new era of players now don't buy into that same old rivalry from back in the 80s and the 90s and all that stuff. And I think the reason that the Pittsburgh and um, Baltimore one lasted so long was because they were always two good teams. In New England and Baltimore? No, uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And they were the reason, right? And I think for us, it's like whatever two teams are good for the longest, right? So at one point it was uh, Washington and then they had RG3, so mm-hmm. we were like, that's our rival. <laughs> right? that's anyway, like that, that, that was like our big game. And then mm-hmm. it's Philly. Oh, that's our big game. And then you got Eli and, and Victor Cruz. And for the people who were playing in those three or four years, it was, was that, 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 was, that was the big game for them. And, and, and I, you know, I have to think about this, man, because you know, every Thanksgiving, the Cowboys used to play the Washington football team, or well, the Commanders. They went by another name. But that's every Thanksgiving you would have that game. And it was like the same crew that was there. And it was just tradition. It wasn't You didn't have Thanksgiving without these two teams mm-hmm. playing. So that's what made it a rivalry. And those games were important games. It wasn't like, you know, the Cowboys were out of it or Washington was out of it. That's what made it. What, and it, even when you look at, you know, the Cowboys and still, or the Cowboys and 49ers because it seemed like those teams were either meeting in the Super Bowl or meeting in the NFC Championship. Those were, were rivals. And like you said, it's hard to call somebody a rival that you're beating up on. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's it, that's all one-sided. But, you know, I, I can see how the commanders are saying it. It's, and we've gotten to the point where we're just like, man, y'all ain't nothing. <laughs> we, we know what, what it means to them. Yeah. And, and I kind of come back to this word I kept hearing in finance class all the time where they would say, depends. So when I look at the Cowboys, Depends. You know, when, when in the 70s, the Giants weren't any good. So they weren't a rival. But Washington was. So they're a rival. Philadelphia struggled. But then when Philadelphia got good, okay, boom, rival. Then those years when the Giants under Coughlin had won two Super Bowls, it was the Giants. And a lot of times I tell people, TV tells you exactly what it is because they want the best matchups. Right. Yeah, Cowboy Giant game used to be a Sunday night game when the first one, one, you know, in the first two weeks, NBC was trying to snatch it up. He's snatching it up. You ain't doing that. It's on Monday Night Football now. Uh, Washington. I mean, heck, when, when you and I were growing up, when did you watch Washington and Dallas at noon? Never. <laughs> no, ever. Never. That was a primetime game. It was afternoon game. Now, man, you got the 12 o'clock kickoff. You just, you just made me think of something else, too. Why? All right. One, it, it's only a rivalry if the players buy into it, it in my opinion, right? Okay. Go back to Baltimore. Go back to uh, Pittsburgh. Them dudes was out there trying to hurt each other. Right, they, they was out there hitting right, yeah. and I think also plays into the old school rivalries. Now these dudes are friends, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you don't go play somebody from the Giants, right? Your friends play on the Giants. You got some some cool people on there. We're gonna battle in between the lines, and then I will see you in the summer. Yeah. Back in the day, you wasn't easily in contact with these guys. You might not see them dudes unless until you played them that season, mm-hmm. and you still hated them for whatever happened in the last time. And then now it's like you, Man, know, you know you're a little bit more connected. You get to talk to them a little bit more. It's harder for for you to hate somebody yeah. for a whole year, year in and year out. That I, I man, I'm telling you, I thought that same thing too um, about new school, old school. Until I would see my uncle Joe is cool with too tall. You know, they buddies. You know, like for <laughs> real. You know, him and, and these guys really do like each other and hang out. Would you think that would be 
bad blood and there really isn't. Uh, but I get what you're saying, man. A lot is like even with LeBron. A lot of people get on LeBron. Like, he's too friendly. You know, he's everybody's homeboy. Mm-hmm. And even this jersey signing at the end of the game. You know, like, man, we ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you like, cool. I want to come with Can I get your shoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they do that at, man? man I, need them, I need them shoes. <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, it's not – that's not the, the mind state that you think that football players would have that we're trying to swap jerseys at the end of the game, but that's what the game is going to, um, I, fortunately. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say unfortunately. They could be cool also. Defense. Right on. We got Thursday Night Football. Man, Let's do sure I have to pick? We had to get these mm. picks in here. Um, mm. So, I'll give you the, the – it, it is um, Miami at Cincinnati. By the way, Miami right now playing on NFL Network. So, Miami at Cincinnati here. What's the record, man? Cincinnati is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home in this game. Uh, our Thursday night records uh, this year. Heck, you were two and one on Thursday night. Barry, you were two and one on Thursday night. When I lo- who I lose? What the hell was that one? Wait, who you Jimmy? Who I lose to? What's that one game I lost? I think you lost the first one. No. Hey, man, say, who who Jimmy? Jimmy? Who I lose to? What was the first Thursday night game? Wait a minute. What language? What language was that, Barry? The shock language. Was like, hold on. What? Week one. Who I lose? What was that when I lost? Bills and Rams. Who'd you pick? He picked Buffalo. Yeah, they won that one. Okay, they won that. Well, he picked Buffalo twenty-one to fourteen. Week two Thursday night was Chiefs versus Chargers. You picked Justin Herbert. Nah, nah, I didn't pick with my heart. I didn't okay. pick with my heart. Yeah, hold on. Catch up, boys. Going back over here. You went. Was it last week? Well, who, who's last week? That was Jets. No, last week you. Last week. I mean, that was Browns and. Uh, last week you yeah. you picked you picked Cleveland last week, uh, twenty to thirteen. Trying to go back here. Week two we went. Cincinnati Thursday night football. Where did we go here on Thursday night? Is he embezzling? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I see Chiefs versus Chargers on Thursday for the it was, week two. It was, it was L.A. at Kansas City. Church, you went KC 34-30. Uh-huh. So he 3-0. Uh, Church, I stand correct. Yeah, yeah, he understood the language. That so, was, so week three, he picked 3-0. Because yeah, y'all owe his pick the uh, – 3-0, man. So, pick so the trying to take my, trying to take my dubs <laughs> off, man. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, the voice is good for that. He slides. <clears throat> three and zero. So, I'll take it, baby. Three and zero. Oh my o. bad, heck. My bad, heck. I should be three and zero too. I I, I, mit, I had you two in the wrong spot. I'm sorry, heck. You, I should be three and zero, right? Heck, you one and two. You're three and zero. Yeah. I yeah. Heck, you, so heck, you one, one and two, two huh? <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna I, take that two and one too. He was gonna take. I <laughs> say nothing. It was just like I knew it was wrong. I knew it. Heck, America. I knew it was wrong. I'm two and one. First place tie. Yeah. Team, team Young place. Buck. What they say? Three and Three and Young Buck, baby. Three and all right. baby. Three so, and all. all right, undefeated. Who you got tonight? Oh, I'm going first. Yeah, yeah, undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. undefeated. Yeah. I love my man Joe Burrow, but I cannot take him. No. I can't take ain't him. Taking Joe Burrow. I can't yeah, take Joe, it? man. I got, I got Miami winning by seven, man. 27-20. Even with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Miami. What? Hey, man, Miami it's in Cincinnati. Miami play, uh, Miami's mm. playing defense. Mm-mm-mm. Miami's playing offense. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> never thought uh, I'd see the day. Hey, man, Church. They lost. No, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Cincinnati because uh, – I'm going against basically the whole entire Miami offense <laughs> in fantasy. fantasy. So I need come on Cincinnati, let's go, baby. I need it. So I somebody need. gonna be in first place after this. Somebody, 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 somebody gonna be in there. I, I need Cincinnati. Come on, Joe. Yeah, let's get it. Let's go. Oh, it's gonna be. Uh, 
It's gonna be thirty-one twenty-four, Cincinnati. Yeah, it's high school. High Positive school. heck. Now you go, Nui. Okay, give me twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> give me twenty-six twenty-four, Miami. You going okay. Miami? Yeah. The MIA, yo. Man, okay, I tell you what, I'm going with Joe Burrow. I'm going yeah, with Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm talking about, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with about. Cincinnati. Uh, uh, and boy, I think this, I'm going to go with a barn burner too. I'll go 28 20. There it is. There it is. I need Joe Burrow, man. So, so okay, so y'all together, you got. He got my, he got, he got the yayo. He got the yayo, man. Come on, he got the yayo, man. He went, he went against his own people. On his own. I mean, you trust a guy like that? What's your current record, Nick? What's your current record? I'm two and one here. I'm, I'm gonna keep tab back here. Yeah, after you try to swindle me, man. After that boy trying to swindle me, man. Because I mean, you sure corrected mine real fast. We might need to check you out, Mr. Finance. I lost last week. Y'all both y'all was on the same team last week. Y'all both pick uh, Pittsburgh. So I pick, so they don't lose. To the I, I put Pittsburgh 17-16. Uh, you put Pittsburgh 17-13. That's what was there. So I had when I wrote it down here. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about weeks before. So that, Church D Mac, you guys no, are both three and zero right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just trying to get the record straight. That's all. I need one, you guys one of us won't be at the right. after tonight. Everybody Come get on, out. Cincinnati. I got the media mask. Oh, all right, we about to get out. Yeah, gotta go home. But you gotta get the brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.